This is the Shed End View podcast. Hello, folks. Uh, we're back again. Uh, we're excited after a year of, well, very little football um, to start up the Shed End View podcast again. And I um, thought the best way to start it again was uh, the man who's earning his, if he was in soccer, he would be earning his hat trick ball for the on the podcast uh, he's just signed a new contract as manager of New York City uh, and you can see by the, the, the look on his face just the relief and the happiness um, with that fact uh, it's Darren Mullen Darren good to see you again morning lads yeah well done. ecstatic trying to contain my excitement here at all the, the, the hard work that's ahead for the next two and a half years I never well never mind the hard work that's ahead for the next two and a half years. The hard work for the next sort of 35 minutes here. So just concentrating yeah. that And here, Dan, how much grief have you got off Diane over the past week? Oh yeah, it was I think she, I was doing my own head in, but also doing her head in. She was what like, what are you doing? Are you sure that's the right move? That type of thing, yeah, because she unfortunately, yeah, she gets the the brunt of my frustrations at, at, at home. Whether I'm trying to hide them or not, she still can see um, and can read me what's what's happening. So yeah, she was glad to get the uh, Everything sorted and finalised, and she didn't listen to me yapping on about it. To be fair, that was going to be my first question. Um, is that just to confirm or deny the rumours can go on around that you know you were thinking of going right? That's it. I'm finished with football. Full stop. And Diane insisted that you you take take the job again instead because she just she was sick of the back to having you around the house as it was. So it was like, well, go on, go on back out. She just can't find that happy medium. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny those those rumors. Yeah, there's only so this lockdown's good in ways and other ways, not so good. There's only so much of, of um, being at home that either of us can take. So, uh, no, look, she she was happy as well, and even you know the kids as well. I remember the article you'd done on the back of the paper that it was questioning the future, and it was sat down on the back on the kitchen table. And our Grace, who follows me, me everywhere, she looked at the paper and looked at me as if what's all this about? Thought you know she was panicking. So uh, yeah, they're glad as well. Yeah, Darren, I know people probably take it for granted that you're just going to kind of roll on to that, but how much thought actually went into it? Uh, an awful lot, to be honest. Uh, at one stage, my head was away, um, you know, thinking of other things. Um, and it's look, it, it was never a case of, of me itching to leave Newry. Um, you know, I'd done my pro licence, um, and at some point in time, there is always a thought, should you be a player or a manager of, of trying a new project if you like or looking elsewhere um, and that did enter my head you know once this lockdown gives everybody a lot of time to think and and mull over their future and that's just exactly what I did because what you don't want to I said to Gareth before you know familiarity breeds contempt um, you, know, you don't want to just roll on into something for the sake of doing it you know I, I have to be the best person for the job at Newry and I have to make sure that I'm giving that 100% so it wasn't just staying on for the sake of staying on. The club has to be, the aim it will always be to get back to the premiership and should it be me or anybody else, if you haven't got that thought in your head, you shouldn't be at the club. Um, you know, it's, it's a premiership club and everything but um, position at the minute. So um, I wanted to make sure that everything was in place then for me to go back um, to do that. And there's, there's a part of every manager or player, you just want to feel a wee bit loved if you like, um, you know, and Sparky gave me that love. Um, that I that I badly needed <laughs> off the record, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he, when he's, when he's, this is being recorded. This is going down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it's it's one of those ones where where 
when Gary Wilson's landing up to your door with six bottles of Erdinger, I mean, how, how can you turn that down? Like that's 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 like one of those shakes landing at uh, <laughs> you know, with, with a bottle of wine. It's so, Gary. I'm interested to know then, uh, you know, if he's landing up in, in order to convince you to stay, he's landing up with six six bottles of the uh, fine German craft beer. Um, what's his uh, transfer war chest then? You know, what's he? What's it, what? What does that entail? Like a pack of potato and a couple uh, of two bags bottles of Buckfast yeah. and, and a bottle of Coke. Uh, I think I think I've emptied it after that. Yeah, I, I've taken whatever saying on for anybody else who's trying to get. Um, <laughs> but the, no, look in fairness to, to, to the guys, there probably was that element within the. Committee in the group to say, you know, darn, darn, not leave. And I'm not saying that in any derogatory manner. Um, it's just the nature of my relationship with with the club. But um, then when it was uh, apparent that there was a serious chance of me leaving, I think then, um, you know, there's a bit of a a bit of a wake up call. But um, yeah, once that was settled, then fine. Any notions of of leaving or thinking elsewhere was just completely gone. And just it, it's a my obsession with Yuri then was reinvigorated and just focusing on the season ahead. Darren, was there also an element of obviously you didn't get to play any football last season? So was it kind of like if you were going to go out, you wanted to go out giving it a go as opposed to nothing happening and having kind of no last season to really talk about? Yeah, I, th- I, I you know, I mentioned before, but it was a feeling of going at the back door, if you like. Um, you know, whenever whenever my time is up, um, you know, the last game, I'd just like to, you know, walk into the social club and, and you know have a few beers with fans and, and enjoy an evening and then go off and do what, what I'm gonna do. But whatever venture I was thinking of, of doing, my intention is always to finish my career in Uri in whatever capacity, you know, should it be in at, you know on the pitch or off the pitch. And um, that'll always be the case. It was only a matter of maybe trying a, a new adventure if you like and, and coming back because Uri will always be my club. Um you know it wasn't a case of leaving and then that's me gone. You know, I'd love to come back someday in some capacity to help the club. Um, should, as I said, should it be on or off the pitch? Um, so just see what see what happens. In terms of, I mean, looking forward to you know we could we could talk about how last year and the last five months has been terrible on and off the pitch for everybody. Um, but obviously we're talking in the context of football here. We have two matches, two Middle Ulster Cup games, um, very much spread apart as well. Um. Does it give you touched on when you did the newspaper article with me whenever you signed that it's a fresh start, it's a clean slate sort of for everybody? Um, you know, it's unusual circumstances. You now have we're sitting at the end of February, you now have probably well, we don't know when the next season's gonna start. Maybe the guts of six months, five, five, six months before you're back into maybe hopefully the start of next season. Does that give you sort of ample time then to sort of rejig things and iron things out that needed ironed out? Yeah, that's that's probably the the only real advantage of, of that that you've you've a lot longer now to prepare for the next season. Once you've that disappointment of things dragging on and they're finally um you know ended um that you know the season's finished then you can focus on new season ahead. So uh with a Zoom meeting with the coaching staff and, and sat down and looked at areas where we need to improve and need to bring players in. So that's in in process and um yeah you surely can't have any complaints in, in terms of preparation time should it be your pre-season and um, adding to the squad so yeah a whole fresh approach to the thing forget about last year get the disappointment behind us and, and look forward to um, what what may come In terms of obviously you know premiership status is something that you know the club has obviously had in recent times and you know obviously wants to get again how important is that for you sort of 
personally, uh, in terms of getting another chance to sort of manage um, your hometown club in the top flight again? Yeah, every manager wants to, wants to get be managing at the top level, um, you know, in, in whatever country they're working at. Um, should it be championship manager in England? You want to test yourself against the best managers in um, in the country. And when you look back at that season that we had, fine fine margins. Um, look, ultimately we weren't good enough as, as, as a squad, um, but learned a, a huge deal um, within that. You know, we learned more actually playing in that season than you would on any coaching course. You know, should it be the pro license or whatever it may be, when you're in the, the thick of that and you're maybe changing formations and changing tactics and you're doing a lot more in-depth analysis of your, your opponents, that's a huge learning curve and it was terrific for me. So there's a lot for me to, to learn from and used going back into that environment, you know, if and when we do that. So yeah, it, it would be brilliant for myself, the club and everybody else. The club needs to be in the premiership and you know, to evolve, should it be even financially or academy or whatever it might be that that can only help um so that's the aim for everybody and, and that's why i want to make sure that everybody was on the same same page because um mediocrity will get you nowhere you know and settling for certain things you get you have to keep evolving and getting yourself out of your comfort zone to to, to progress you know should it be as a person or as a club yeah darren i remember at the start of last summer whenever you were allowed to train again um <clears throat> gareth and myself were down and you'd said to the squad you believed you had a team of players there who were good enough to push on and get promotion that season. Um, obviously, there's a couple of older fellas in the team, maybe, and a season out probably doesn't help them at this stage of their careers. What What are the squad looking like going forward from here at, at the minute? Do you know kind of who what team of players you're going to have going into the season with whenever that might start? It'll It'll be pretty much the same as what what we had. As I would imagine, a lot of our clubs are the same. Um, you know, would be surprised if there's there's a a mass exodus at any club because um didn't really get to play football and I'm sure a lot of clubs should be assigned for Mandela, like all whatever it may be. You know, you wanted to play for that club and didn't get the opportunity. So I'd be surprised if there's um a big turnover of um players within that. Yes, we have players who are older but still not finished. Um, you know, still have something to offer. I'm you know I'm not one for resting on sentiment. If it doesn't matter to me who you are, if you're if you're good enough you'll play, you know uh, it wouldn't shouldn't matter who you are, how many games you played for New Year, or whatever your status within the club. Um, you know, if I start doing that, then you know I'm stopping a better player from playing. And what we always want to do is bring new players through, um, young players through. If you like, you know, John McGovern, vital that we get that deal done. Your best young player in the area, you know, non Ireland youth international. So it was uh, a big sign to get to get him through. Young Noel Healy, sign a new deal um, over the weekend. Terrific young player, one of the best left backs in the league, in my opinion. Great young lad. So it's vital we get those young lads through and mix it in with what what we have. Because I know if you look at Ferguson's team, people say you never win that with, with kids. You know that that was kids, but it was also a mixture of experience in there as well. And you do need that to help those young players come through because the championship is a really difficult league. It's it's equivalent to the championship in England. Um, very very hard to get out of. You know, and I would say there are probably seven or eight teams, you know, with, with uh, promotion aspirations this year. So it's, it's it's going to be difficult, but I feel at the time we get around that we, we should have a squad that's good enough to compete. And you said about the young fellas there, but at 45, we still expect to see Mark Hughes out playing as well. He's actually 48. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> no, Kesey's been sent me through runs. He's run, he just lives around the corner, so he's been sent me through his, his runs around um, 
Bally Holland. Um, but I, t- I tend to see him in the off license more than, than run many <laughs> roads. Um, so uh, we'll see how that pans out. But no, look, experienced lads like that. I know you, you have a bracket there, QZ, Engine, Boiler, Tucker. Um, you know, those guys still, for me, have, have something to give. Um, you know, we should be playing and helping lads on. So, no, I certainly wouldn't be writing those guys off yet. I mean, probably since the last, just on sticking with the player sort of thing, since the last time we talked, um, we probably signed Connor O'Keefe and Stephen Lawless. And then Connor's obviously left. And I know you've touched on it sort of in, in the media over the last uh, few months. I mean, the two boys uh, made a huge difference. And I suppose it's easier to look at Connor. Connor obviously got a, a, a full time deal with Galway. But for somebody that come in and made a, such a, a quite an impression in a short period of time, is it that sort of the quality in terms of on and off the pitch? Is that sort of what you're looking to bring in? It's not a case of, as you say, a mass exodus and bringing in a raft of players. It's looking to sort of tweak the squad and bring it in that sort of wee bit of extra quality that's going to add to what's already there. Yeah, because if if I have, you know, four or five really good forwards, there's no point me bringing anybody else in. You know, they have to be they have to be better than what we have. Um, so that's that'll be the aim. We have a list of players that, that we'll be speaking to um, or trying to get over the next three or four months. But those players um, are players that you're looking at that are better than what you have and you've an island. Yeah, could they make that step step up if we did get promoted? So yeah, you're, you're hoping to bring in the, the best that you can be. The other thing is, I mean, you're working within a budget. So, um, you know, whilst fans want you to go out and get, get um, you know, the top players and cut the reality of that is you can only work with, with the budget that you have. So we're going to rule out um, Andy Waterworth signing for your next season then? Is that fair enough or is that is that still in the pipeline? That and so Andy, I wouldn't rule that out yet. I mean, we're throwing an offer on the table. He, he can have the six Erlinger that Sparky offered. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, just, right. just back to, to what you sort of touched on there, uh, John McGovern, obviously, yeah. I mean, signing a new, new one-year deal. I mean, a lot of that quality, you know, that sort of physical attributes, the, the, um, is, fantastic attitude as you, you've touched on um, plenty of times is going to attract interest from other clubs you know how important is sort of your relationship with them uh, well, and with the family was that in sort of keeping them here for another season at least yeah, I think you have that when you're a young, young young lad and playing for a club there has to be that trust if you like with with uh, the manager um, you know gone are days of just throwing a young lad in and leaving him and letting him throw a sink or swim and let the change room look after him it was a different relationship now with managers and players. Um, and it's not to say that one favourable over another type thing, but when you have a young lad that has come through um, like that, I remember John's dad contacted me saying they were back from holidays or something and he was thinking of taking the soccer back in and it just so happened we had a friendly that day and said, yeah, come down and sure, we're a bit late in the squad today, throw him in. And from that, the minute you've seen him on the pitch, you knew straight away, yeah, this lad's well fit for, for playing senior football. So I've known Dermy many years played football with him and known John coming up through through the ranks so that's probably important as well because it, you know John's mum and dad want to make sure that his young fella their young fella is getting the best football and education and he's going to be looked after and it's not a case of holding John at Newry for a certain length of time you have to let him grow and develop um but at this moment in time agreed with um John and the family to say in a year you know playing with ourselves in the championship gives him that room room to grow regular football in a you know a, a safe and comfortable environment where he knows everybody and he's happy everybody and then for him to thrive and nothing would please you more to see John 
going and playing at whatever higher level and, and banging in goals, you know, and knowing that we have played a part in that journey from. Yeah, I always find it interesting when coaches talk about um, coaching talented players, particularly talented young players who probably have a lot of the skill sets that come naturally. But like, how do you how do you actually improve that player, Darren? Like, what do you look at and think he's pretty well rounded? How do I improve on each little bit so that by the end of the season he's going to be twice the player he was when he first came in? The good thing about John, and, and this is what you love to see in a, in a young player, if you're a coach, he's like a sponge. John John will take on what you, um, you're telling him. He wants to learn and he wants to develop, and he's hanging on what, you, what you're saying with him. Like, for instance, with John, he's a young kid, he's mad keen to get on the ball all the time. He kept dropping into areas that, you know, in the midfield where he didn't need to be. And then by the time we get up front, he's nagged running 40 yards from an area he shouldn't have been in originally to get there. So it's just t- tell him to, just to, to relax that bit. He's maybe over keen um, to get on the ball, but he's taken that on board and there's loads to work with with, with John. He's a, he's a joy to coach. Um, you know, he has that pace and strength and, you know, the guys at the non-Ireland setup, I spoke to Jared Little about him, you know, they know all about him as well. So I'm hoping that he goes on to bigger and better things. Well, I actually spoke to him for for this week's paper um, and did a sort of a feature on him and it was sort of every time for an 18 year old lad that's had the sort of in his last year of school particularly which is an important year for everybody I know me and Ali will probably be able to remember last year at school Darren and you probably won't but I would say yours is probably good you know what I mean but uh, yeah, I remember school I don't remember university it was just a complete blur <laughs> well, I, think, I think it was the same for most of us yeah. um, but I mean he, he's you know he's missing that social interaction of a lad that's 18 years old and obviously missing his football as well but it's sort of his attitude and 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 how he puts things across and his drive and determination you know he, he, he comes he's got a very old head and young shoulders I mean do you need that sort of in a modern day player, particularly um, when you're playing at such a young age? Do you need that sort of you need that mental fortitude as much as you need the physical attributes? Well, look, you have to whatever whatever profession you're in, and even speaking for myself as a coach and a manager, I want to make sure that that I'm the best that I can be as a manager. That I have that attitude when I was John's age. No, I didn't have that maybe, maybe drive that he has now. So yeah, for him to have that, if you look at all the top players. You know, should it be Ronaldo back or even back even to, to someone like Andy Waterworth? And the same, you know, Andy Andy's has, has, you know, honed his game. And, and if you're reading a recent article, he had done, you know, done everything he can to make himself a better player. John has that attitude. You know, if John doesn't make it at whatever level, it certainly won't be for lack of effort. So moving on to uh, something probably less positive, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> a couple of Bits you sort of start with, obviously, you've been quite vocal over the last, you know, sort of six months in, in terms of, um, you know, the championship not getting elite status and obviously us not being allowed to play. And I know we've touched on this before with the paper and um, that it's not a position we wanted to be in and nor is it a position you want to be in going forward. But, you know, in terms of, you know, it's something needed to be done, um, you know, and obviously, unfortunately, it didn't sort of bear fruit in the end. But how sort of briefly how frustrating was it just to recap you know the amount of work and the amount of sort of talking to people and trying to organize things that you were doing that sort of it didn't eventually come to fruition yeah there's a the frustration that look the, the covid situation has been terrible for everybody and if you're getting to a point where you can't play football solely because of that then you know you can take that and say right fair enough but we could have been playing football earlier 
and we were frustrated with the people that were supposed to be representing us. You know, did they represent us in in the manner that myself and the other managers at the time thought? No, you know, they, they didn't. There's no point in saying anything different. You know, when we asked to speak to the IFA, we didn't get that chance to speak to the IFA. So that that builds up frustration and a sense of isolation. You know, you're, yeah, you're looking after the Premiership and you're not looking after um, the Championship. And there's nobody argued against our case. I mean, everybody could see that we were. Um, you know, supposedly in the same bracket as the Premiership, so that there's a sense of frustration with that, and again, that probably spills then into the Irish Cup. You know how it's been handled, and you know it's great. You know, I know Stephen Bigham put it out in for last night, and that's a great coup for him. But should that be the way that that clubs find out how the the Irish Cup is going to be run? No, it shouldn't be. We I mean we have a no dialogue with the AFA. There's been no suggestions as to how they're going to run this. I know there was, a, uh, again, a few weeks back, a statement came out after I'd done the interview on UTV to say the Irish Cup will run as normal. No one has spoke to us, any of the championship clubs, to say, right, OK, this is our suggestion as to how you, you manage that. So as far as we're concerned, our season's over and you know we're not playing any more football. And no one has spoken any different to us in terms of any other alternatives. So yeah, yeah that, what that does, that builds up that frustration. Yeah, you were obviously very vocal about it and rightly so but did you face any backlash for that did, like did you get any kind of talents off behind the scenes of you shouldn't be saying this you shouldn't be doing that uh, i think there are a few people who weren't happy yeah within um you know certain bodies that weren't happy with with um me rattling rattling the cage but i, I, I don't care um you know if, if people had been doing their jobs and representing us in the right manner i wouldn't have to do that you shouldn't have to have 12 managers coming out with a statement um you know that that was an indication of, of the frustration um, of of what was happening, and then you had you know disagreements within clubs. I feel like we we were fine, and I have to say Jack was great in terms of backing me and my stance in the club. But it, not everybody agreed on it, and if that had been dealt with properly at the outset and given any status, none of that would have happened. Um, but in terms of any any backlash, you know, there was a few people who weren't happy with me, but that that didn't bother too much. Yeah, but you've, you've, you've been you've been in your <clears throat> you've been in your eye for over a decade, so you're probably used to that anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's like it's like working in Bosnia for um, it's the equivalent of working in Yuri for peacekeeper. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, just just going back to the Irish Cup, obviously, you know, uh, David Martin has it seems to be an article with Stephen Bigham in the Telegraph, basically saying that you know, as far as he's concerned, the Irish Cup will go ahead as normal, full thirty-two teams, um. And as you said, and as everybody seems to have said, you know, there's been no contact with the clubs, been no dialogue with the clubs. So this is just a statement he's made, you know, and, and sort of put a, a, a sweeping statement as well, saying that, you know, everybody's going to take part. From your position as it stands now, end of February, um, with no contact in the IFA, do, if the players turn out and say, we want to play against Lauren in the Irish Cup, do you then have a decision to make, or is it the is a decision made that we won't be taking part in this season's Irish Cup? Look, the decision isn't Darren Mullins. If you like, I haven't turned and said no, we're not playing the club. We have had discussions with um, the players and, and the committee previously, and there was no indication or, or or want to go and play that under the conditions that I've spoken about. You know, what do we get back together for our third or fourth effort at pre-season, and then to go and play a one-off game against the team that's been playing all year? No. Um, but within that, you know, there's certainly no disrespect in the Irish Cup. We, we, for the first, you know, three, three to four years, we fought to get to the the first 
ground proper of the Irish Cup and had to start our journey in, in August. You know, so I know how difficult it is to get it. So you've you've other teams that might have a different opinion are happy to play it, and that's fine. Each club their own. That, you know, I certainly wouldn't um, disrespect anybody else's opinion. If they want to go and play it, that's fine. But I, I can only speak on our behalf. You know, players had no indication to play on it. The, the committee um, didn't. Um, and as I said to you, that scenario, given to go and play one game, hasn't changed. That's all we were aware of. Yeah, the statement to come out and say, Irish Cup going to get his plan. What does, does David Lauren expect us just to rack up for that one game? You know, train for four or five weeks, go up to Lauren, you know, lads, who, their first game and, and play at Irish Cup just for the sake of it. And I know people have spoken about a possible friendly tournament. I mean, that, that friendly tournament, people aren't suggesting that out of the goodness of their heart to give championship clubs or other clubs a few games to get lads out and about. That's only a tournament to, you know, to, to get the Irish Cup up and run. That's you know, that's the black and white end of it. So I really don't know what's gonna happen um out of it. You know, we're not saying definitely this or definitely that, but at this moment in time, how can we? Yeah. I mean I know it might not work, but what I don't think there would be any opposition to them just saying we're just gonna keep the Irish Cup the premiership because there that's the only group of teams that have actually been playing. The idea that like as you said, that after playing no football for well 12 months but the idea of coming back and to play a game of football where else would you get that for a one-off no. like, there's there's not no. too many other places would suggest that it just seems ludicrous and yeah i i agree i just don't think there's too much thinking going on or too much logical thinking that end of things no and it won't be a case of you know if they do turn around and say right we're going to play it among the 12 teams i mean you can't come out and go, oh, this is ridiculous. Why are we not involved in this? You know, it's not like that. If that's if that's what happens, then then fair enough. Um, that, that's what happens. Look, these are nobody wanted out of this to happen. You can criticize, you know, the AFA or NFL or whatever it might be, but at the same time, this situation wasn't envisaged. You know, you had, you had a global pandemic that was thrown on you, and everybody's had issues to deal with. What we need to do is learn from from it from here on in to make sure that those same mistakes don't happen again. Do you feel just just on that, and we'll sort of leave this subject after this? The obviously the, the group of twelve managers, as you touched on, you know, that released that statement, which was a, a as you say, such a, a new thing to happen, um, in terms of you know trying to get late status and basically you know stating your case. When it came to the crunch, and when it came to actually trying to get some form of a championship league season played, it seemed to be that a, a, some of the club's representatives sort of were going against what. Um, their managers were stating in public you know the one thing you can say whether you agree with it or not is that Nuri's position was consistent from the start um, we want to play we want late status and we want to play any sort of league season and, and get, get it played and that, that never wavered was it disappointing that you know there were certain things said in public by maybe other managers but then their NFL reps maybe weren't backing them as strongly as it, as it was envisaged it's a tough one to answer because I don't know what goes on at, at, at every club. You know, what was evident from the start is the 12 championship managers just wanted to play football. We just want everybody was agreed, you know, get us elite status and, and get back to football. Within each club, you're going to have um, different opinions or different views as to how, how you manage that season, you know, um, should it be financial or, or, or otherwise. Um, so sometimes, you know, from a just a football manager's purest point of view, yeah, go and play football. You know, with other clubs, maybe it just wasn't as easy to do that. I don't I don't really know, um, you know, from that end of it. But 
um, as I say, what was evident is we all just want to go back into football. Then you go back into the scenario where you have 11 games shootout. Now, we're looking at that from a promotion point of view. All our managers are looking at that um, from possibly, uh, you know, the, the threat of relegation. And for you to get relegated after 11 games is very harsh. You know, I might think, okay, we'll go on it's 11 games shootout and you might finish third or fourth and, and you give it a go and it wasn't good enough. But at the same time, somebody's getting relegated and that's very difficult to deal with. Um, you know, it's not it's not right and it's not fair to get to that level and then after 11 games. So I can understand how um, there was a difference of opinion from, from that end of it. But um, any frustration, as I say, should it be managers or, or boardroom level, that was all because it's all a result of this situation not being dealt with in the proper manner from the outset. I mean, then just sort of lastly, um, from your perspective, you know, do you feel sort of more relaxed about, you know, the stuff that can be sort of bookended, you know, we can, we, 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 this is probably the last time we'll talk about the, well, hopefully it's the last time we talk about a league status or, you know, not being a league, you know, you, you've drawn, that's been drawn a line under that, you've drawn a line under sort of, you know, yourself sort of staying on, um, that's all, is it sort of, do you feel a weight off your shoulders a wee bit from a personal perspective? And I'm sure those at the club do, you know, we don't have to run about and try and find another manager. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe you know, maybe ask them. But yeah, from, from this uh, from this scenario, yeah, glad to get it going. Lucky, there's only so much I want to be saying about it. And you don't want to come across if you're continuously yapping about your, your league or your, or your league status. That's gone. That's well, that's in the past. Um, in, in terms of that and then my own contract, yeah, last, um, I think it was last, Friday night or before it was announced, yeah, once it was agreed um, and obviously spoke to, to Jack Ben, yeah, confirming everything, that was it, done, dusted, a, a complete relief, went for a walk up the mountains the next day, um, felt a whole lot of pressure, pressure for it and it just brings up a bit of clarity because it meant then that we could then focus on concentrating on the new season because, you know, promotions, that's the aim, and, and uh, you know, if you're unsure of your future, that's very hard to, to focus on. But yeah, if to answer your question, short, big weight off the shoulders. Was it uh, just on, on that you're saying you've pretty much seemed to have conquered every peak in the mornings at this juncture, um, going by your Twitter feed? So, was it a big decision to go, cheaper if I stay on when you're yes, gonna affect my hill walking? You know what I mean? <laughs> sort of, you know, it was getting it was, it was a tough call to make. Actually, it was because I've got I've got into it. See, on a Saturday afternoon, I do miss my football, but. We didn't really think, go up, go up, whatever claim we're doing, go there, you know, you feel great, come back down. I'll get my, Dan has, has a homemade soup sitting waiting for me, and you know, bottles of beer in the fridge and Jane McDonald come on. I mean, that's, that's just <laughs> utopia um, for me at the, at, at the minute. I'm not joking about Jane McDonald either, I think it's terrific. <laughs> yeah, when she starts to sing, that's me, I'm not into singing, but I love all those those cruise shows and seeing. It's a wee bit of escapism, you're seeing different different places around the world and that type of thing so um yeah that's gonna be be i'm gonna have to hit the record button for um jim mcdonald whenever we get back training for a big journey we had institute watch it when we come back have you in terms of watching football have you have you tried to sort of maybe not watch as much of it as you maybe normally would have or have you sort of got more engrossed in it you know because different people are sort of some people are taking a complete break from it especially when it it's all consuming like it is with you. Do you know, do you, do you watch a lot of it or have you taken a wee bit of a break from watching it? Oh, I've watched more of the Irish League football than I have of the Premiership football. Yeah. Um, because I enjoy watching. You can relate to it um, a lot more. Um, and a lot of the games have been really good. 
so yeah, enjoyed watching watching that end of it. I haven't enjoyed watching Liverpool um of late, so I have taken a break from no, I'd say you have all right. Um so I don't mind miss, missing those games, but um yeah, it's it's been good watching that, that end of it. But I, I would watch football just for, for the enjoyment. I don't get engrossed in in sort of the, the tactical end of it too much. Um, you know, unless it's somebody that you're you're possibly playing against or something like that. But um just sitting back and enjoying watching watching the games and you know, setting up new new drills for, for the season ahead and that type of thing, just getting get myself ready. But it's important to, to enjoy the break as well because when you do get back, it'll be um, all-consuming. And just very last, I mean, I suppose it would be remiss of us not to say, have you any sort of message for the fans? I mean, I know you'd be speaking to the fans regularly, you know, you'd see them down the street and stuff like that, and which is one of the, it's, it might be one of the, the plus points of uh, Manchester Hometown Club. I'm sure it's also one of the drawbacks um, of when you can't, you can't avoid the supporters down the Street, but if you had something to say, then obviously it's been a, you know a year, you know, bar the two middle for a couple of games that you've been able to they've been able to watch the team. Um, you know, you're staying new season, hopefully on the horizon. What's the, your message to them? Yeah, the, probably the, the fans as well want played a part in the decision to stay as well. You know, I wouldn't want to leave without you know saying goodbye to them in the right uh, in the right manner. So I know it's been very tough for them um, over the past year, missing their football, missing down to showgrounds. So It'll be terrific to see them all down um, when we do get back back playing and having them at away games and putting the flags up. That's something that we're all looking forward to. But um, we can now see light at the end of end of the tunnel. Um, you know, I'd be surprised if next season doesn't go ahead as as normal with hopefully with fans back. So something to look forward to. And you know, and as much as they're looking forward to getting back to the showgrounds, you know, we're equally um, as as excited at seeing them back. Yeah, Darren, it'd be good to get back to normal when it's nil-nil at halftime and somebody shouting, Mullen, you having a clue? Take him off, put him on. I'll oh, be yeah, back after, to normal. After, after I've used my third sub, somebody shouting on, put a sub on. <laughs> Change it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I know, or get the ball into the box and then, why are you putting the ball into the box, sir? Yeah, okay, that's, that's, all, that's all part of it. If, if you haven't got that, that, yeah, all those different opinions in football, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the same. So, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs>